Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 47. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. We are joined by a fantastic guest all the way over from the US. We are collecting them. We're getting quite a few from across the pond, and we have been talking about in pre, pre-show we have been talking about locations, and the only way I can determine where locations are are based on movies. Um, so depending if you have been attacked by robots, aliens, or there has been a natural disaster that has obliterated your city in the US, I kind of like might know where you are. Um, so we are joined by Teresa McCloy today. And Teresa is a business productivity coach, partners with her clients and stop to stop being productive and do what matters a recovering workaholic i almost said alcoholic there Teresa. so that was uh, that could have been a little slip who was addicted to all the latest apps and software and best-selling books on productivity she is now passionate about helping business leaders and entrepreneurs to assess the habits and execute an individualized productivity system or ips for doing more of what matters Teresa, it's great to have you on the show it is great to be here with you, Jeff. I love your descriptions of locations. That's awesome. And I'm just wondering, could you uh, give us a little bit of background that's got you to this point today? Sure, I would love to. Um, most of my background does come from the entrepreneur space. And uh, even when I was a small child. I was the one who was always looking for a way to make a little bit of money. Here in the States, one thing we could do years ago was sell gift cards door to door. So I was one of those people that early on was always looking for a way to start my own business and moved into some retail businesses, brick and mortar that I owned. Also ran some different businesses such as a music studio uh, for children and uh, programs such as that out of my home. And I've always just been involved in marketing and entrepreneur spaces and really moved into seeing that I just thought in processes and systems. And that's just kind of how my brain was wired is how could we make this more effective and efficient? That just came to be the theme kind of of anything that I did, no matter what uh, field or job I moved into. Wow. Okay. Okay. And what what brought you... What brought you into that realm of really being interested in the productivity side? Well, from that, just as I uh, grew and kind of came in, to be honest, into the second half of life, I like to call it, I had the opportunity again to kind of move back into entrepreneur space. And I have always enjoyed helping other people figure out problems, figure out how could they do things better, uh, what kind of systems could they put into place. And I also love technology and have always been drawn to those types of things. But I really realized that for a lot of people, that is very overwhelming. And so I was the person people would come to and say, can you help me figure this out? How do I make this application work? How do I organize this? I was, I was that person. Hmm. Okay. And, and for you, um, obviously one of the things, and I love it is stop being productive and do what matters. Um, because I suppose that there is that trap that you think you're being productive, but you're just kind of like running around in circles and not really getting anything done. (laughs) Um, how do you, how do you, um, what sort of things do you find have been beneficial to you in order to help 
that reduce reduce that sort of noise and just really be able to concentrate on what mm-hmm. really needs to get done in order to make that business or that person achieve the goals that they're looking for? Well, I think unfortunately, many times we're all looking for the quick fix. Yeah. And, you know, we have the external problem and really the problem when we have to take time and look at it, there's an internal problem too that we're having. And so the external problem, that's where, you know, I have so much to do and I can't get it all done. And that's what people would come and say, you know, help me organize this or do this. And really I found, and that's where the create time for what matters or let's do what really matters is some of the work we really need to do first is finding out what is important to us. Mm. Um, If not, we get caught up, especially in the world of technology and social media in what everyone else is doing. I call it the keep, it used to be keep up with the Joneses because of our house. Mm. Now it's keep up with the Joneses because of our apps and our technology and what we have on our phone and, you know, who can pull up the information the fastest and that kind of thing. And I think that just overwhelms our minds to where we get so sidetracked on really ignoring the things that will move our business forward, make our, uh, family have better relationships, you know, the things that really matter to us. Yeah. And I know, I know, um, I get a lot of feedback from the listeners and that a lot of the listeners are, are really, it's that challenge of trying to balance the, you know, they started their own business because they wanted more free time. Mm-hmm. They wanted that, that to be in charge of their own destiny, so to speak, to create that financial security that they're looking for. And yet they just seem to be consumed by doing the stuff, doing the work. And quite often it's the work that they don't really, didn't really start their business for, just the Mm -hmm. work that seems to be consuming them. Maybe because some of them have bad strategies, maybe because, you know, that they are, like what you suggest, and, and I certainly love my apps, and I've got to fight with myself about, no, I'm not going to change my CRM for the 15th time this week, <laughs> just simply because it's got a new feature. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those sort of things really, really are an obstacle for for, for people. And the do you still, are you still um, comfortable with people using apps? Or do you try to go old school and paper systems? What sort of um, advice do you give on that? Well, that's a great question. And that's where I think the internal work comes. Mm. Because for some of us, applications uh, do come easy. And there's some that fit our work style really well. And then for others of us, old school, as you call it, you know, pencil and paper really work well. And that is our style. But we're kind of forced into if I'm not using this, as you said, Mm -hmm. you know, downloading the latest, you know, software, then I must be behind the times and someone's going to get ahead of me. And um, that's just not true. If we're working in our work style, it'll feel comfortable. It will feel good. Mm -hmm. And we'll be comfortable and really work on and be able to produce much more than trying to always do the latest and the greatest. Yeah. And, 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 and I suppose as well as, is it's a, it's another form of procrastination, isn't it? The, the it absolutely is. You know, I'm, I'm looking now as I've got seven screens on my iPhone. <laughs> um, oh my. All of them, all of them have a purpose. I have to say, mm-hmm. as I've got seven video recording apps, why I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's that it's that um, 
for me, it's natural inquisitive. It's like, oh, what, what do I like? But I know that I've got to be really careful because mm-hmm. it can just all of a sudden it's. I mean, the, the the great saying is squirrel, and I'm just I'm just completely off and and having a heyday. And the next thing I know, it's dawn, and I've I've realised I've just been playing with fifteen new apps. So it's <laughs> it's trying it's trying to do that sort of thing. And I, for me, is I love mixing between paper and and the um, and the technology side. I mean, I use a traditional. Well, it's I don't know whether it's traditional, but I use something called a um, a self journal. Um, best self journal, mm-hmm. and I find mm-hmm. I find that strategy great in mm-hmm. in sort of focusing my mind. But I do love my apps as well. Like I'm a huge fan of Evernote and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So when you do your because you we, we talked about it in the intro, the individualized productivity system. What mm-hmm. does what kind of things does that consist of? Well, I like to really get in and and dig a little deeper with people. You know, sometimes we do need to start and just put out some fires. Mm. Uh, You know, let's let's take some things off your phone or off your computer. Let's get you into a system um, that can work for you. And that's uh, why I took the training and have the training in the 12 week year system, which is um, a wonderful system. But really, we have to get down to some a little bit deeper work. And so in the the individualized productivity system or the IPS, I do some work style assessments, Mm. you know, what, um, it's just a really short assessment that I have people do. I do some personality assessments. I use a little bit of a different tool than some people do. It's called the Enneagram. And I'm glad um, you said that because so there's no way I was going <laughs> to attempt to say that. Yes. And so, uh, which just means nine different spaces. That's what Enneagram means. And yeah. so it's just okay. nine different spaces and it can show you some strengths and weaknesses and, and some tendencies that you have and will probably have all of your life, but how do I overcome those? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how do I work within my strengths and some of those types of things. So we just really work together and I partner with my clients to help them discover their best self. Mm. And then when we know those things, which I think for an entrepreneur, and I know a lot of your listeners sit in that space, that's really hard to do that work because it's, it's not feeling productive. It feels very self-consuming. But if we just spend a little bit of time, two or three weeks working in that space, then we can put in a system like the 12 week year, a productivity system that's going to work for you and that you're going to feel really comfortable with. You're not going to feel like you have to work every weekend that you need to be on your computer all night long working because you're going to understand how to manage your time Mm. to fit your individual person personality. Maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you are. Maybe you're a person that likes to work in the evenings. Maybe this is a part-time job for you. There's so many different individual ways to do an entrepreneur business if you work in that space. But it also works for people that are in the corporate world or, you know, brick and mortar businesses or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think also is, is it's that, it's that thing is of knowledge is power. And I don't think there's anything yes. more powerful than knowing yourself. And the, that 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 ability to sort of work on you and understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, you know, some may call it soft skills, and they want to spend all the time working on the hard skills. The you know maybe the technology because yes. it'll help them post, you know, four hundred tweets in twenty seconds or whatever the hell it is. But it's actually that soft skill that is going to make you 
you know, increase your increase your performance, boost your productivity, develop that mindset that's going to help you succeed in life and work. That's really mm-hmm. key, isn't it? Well, it it's what stops that burnout from happening. Mm. Um, that wall that we can hit, and for so many entrepreneurs, especially, we kind of are talking in that framework, but they are the manager, they're the technician, they're all parts of their job in the beginning. But if they don't invest in themselves to really do that work of kind of knowing themselves and knowing their work style, uh, their energy level, some of those things, you know, what's going to kind of uh, tick them off, if you want to say, what's going to set you off for the day, and really shut you down from being productive, we all have those triggers. And so, you know, as a workaholic, and I will admit, you know, I say I'm in recovery. (laughs) And it is because I know now that I need a certain amount of time every day where I do certain things, you know, go out in the garden and work or whatever it might be, go for a walk. Because sometimes my most creative self comes in times that I am really not being productive, but my brain, the brain science anymore is crazy on how our brain needs those times of rest and time to recover, so to speak. And as an entrepreneur, we just think that time is never supposed to be for us and we will burn out. We will hit the wall. I can attest to it. Yeah. Yeah. I call I call that being positively selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to, sometimes you've got to look after yourself and never underestimate what can be achieved by just being quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. It, quiet. It, yeah. Quiet for your brain is a wonderful thing. You know, I recommend to everybody at least 15 or 20 minutes uh, more if you can get it, you know, whether you start your day or end your day uh, in something like that to just give your brain time to think. And that relaxation piece is huge. And again, we don't think that, we can't afford it right now. Mm. And the truth is we can't afford not to. No. So that's part of figuring out that individual productivity system. Just mm. like we need to know how much sleep we need every night, yeah. we need to know how much rest and relaxation. And it's different for every one of us. Yeah. So I, I, I find this very hard not to talk about apps. So um, but let's, let's just work through this. So what are... For being productive, there's a couple of things that come to my mind that would distract us. So there's procrastination. Um, mm-hmm. There's the there's the perfectionism, those sort mm-hmm. of things that come into place. There's the noise on our screens, which is the distractions, those sort of things. What sort of things can um, do you suggest that people could try to help manage them more effectively? Well, I think... You know, it can be anything from, I mean, there's applications, and I hate to say another application for your computer, but there are things that you can put on your computer that will block anything from happening for a certain period of time. And there's been a lot of study done about being able to get in that deep work space. Mm. Um, In the 12-week year, we talk a lot about um, managing our time in blocks and spaces. Mm. And so we have things like buffer blocks. Well, buffer blocks are where you take care of the emails, the phone calls, but then we have these bigger strategic blocks where we really do just kind of shut down everything, but what we're going to focus on that used to be the old pen and paper. And now it's getting our screens clear so that all the bells and whistles and notifications aren't going off the Facebook pops, the, you know, LinkedIn's and Twitter's because we instantly 
our brain reacts just like that's a fire that we have to put out. And so anytime that we can schedule uh, those deep works and then really learn to follow our schedule, what we've put into our week, two or three big strategic blocks of a couple of hours at a time, um, and that you have to practice it. It doesn't come yeah. the first time, uh, but that will really help with the procrastination. Mm-hmm. It will help with the, um, you know, answering every little thing and just thinking no, at a, you know, at 1130, I've got a buffer block and that's when I'm going to return phone calls, check my email, do those types of things. And so as an entrepreneur, again, or a business owner, it is learning to manage your time to fit your personality and your style and then putting it down in writing and really trying to follow that written plan. Yeah. And it's, it's being, it's, it's being comfortable that it's going to feel weird at the beginning, isn't it? It is. It just like starting exercise. Yeah. You know, we feel goofy and and we get on the treadmill and <laughs> the stepper yeah. or whatever. It's the same thing with looking at my calendar and going, uh, you know, yeah. what? I'm supposed to work on something right now because yeah. we procrastinate by answering the bells and whistles. Yeah. And we feel productive because we did something. Yeah. But it wasn't the deeper work yeah. of what we're wanting to do. It wasn't using our time to move our business forward. Um, Mm. So to work backwards from that just a little bit, Jeff, part of that though is knowing what the why is. Why am I doing this? You know, what is my bigger vision, my bigger goal uh, that I would spend two hours? You know, is it just to, you know, put out the most Twitter feeds this week or, (laughs) you know, there's gotta be a deeper reason that you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Have a have a have a have a, a decent enough ROI on your on what you're gonna put into because mm-hmm. I know one mm-hmm. of my favorite things is I go to a, a an old library that's a, I think it's about a hundred and something years old and it has no Wi-Fi and it literally everything can be disconnected and I don't even get a phone signal so it's you can sit in there and it's like everything is just oh it's peaceful you can you mm-hmm. can hear a you could hear a pin drop and it's like brilliant. I can just I can just do the the focus work without having that having that distraction. And and so you may go ask three questions that um, I give people to ask when they're working on kind of this bigger bigger why connection mm. is what do I want to have, mm-hmm. what do I want to do, and what do I want to be. Mm. Okay. Okay. And if you can kind of sit with those three questions in a little bit of solitude, that library space would be often awesome to do, yeah. you know, and it just kind of answer those questions. And then as you get to that little bit deeper work of, of what do I want to have? You know, mm-hmm. what's five years out for me? What do yeah. I want to do in five years? What do I want to be? What would I want to be remembered for? And as you can connect to that, then why am I putting out this Twitter post? You know, it comes back then to, to the weekly things. Those are the harder work to do, Mm. but it's the, gives your work meaning to come then and be motivated to do your work week in and week out. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like looking at everything and just really focusing on the core outcomes of you know those those mm-hmm. three questions almost could be the the core outcomes, but it's just focusing on those core outcomes that are going to maximize your pr- productivity in the sense of doing what is necessary, rather mm-hmm. than just what 
you feel like doing because it's not going to move you in the right way. Is that right? Yeah. And and you're kind of looking for the connection in those questions. I can give you an mm. example of, you know, I want to have, you know, a certain amount of money. Mm. Um, I want to, something I want to do is maybe get my pilot's license okay. and something I want to be is a pilot. Well, all three of those connect across the, yes. the columns that you've created. So you're looking for those connection things and going, wow, that's something that really matters to me. Yeah. And so if I want to do that in the next two years or three years or four years, I kind of need to put that space into my plan. Like mm. I kind of need to think about that. And and that way, you know, we're not getting to five, 10 years down the road and go, boy, I wished I would have, yeah. but I'm still, I've got a great Twitter feed, you know? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. And I've got a great collection of apps. Awesome, you <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. I've got 17 but, pages of apps on my iPhone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But it's interesting. But I wanted to be a pilot. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I didn't do it. And so I really like for people to see that productivity is amazing and wonderful. And in our day and age, we have everything at our fingertips, but are we doing the things that really matter? We have to put those, those blocks of time and those things into our lives as well. Yeah. It's interesting because when you were asking those questions and then sort of after the, one of the things that came to my head was for me and the podcast, it, it was, you know, I, I, had many attempts of well many I've had three attempts of doing the podcast this is a third and the reason why it didn't work is because I didn't answer those questions and once I mm. did I I generated not only the momentum but I created the strategies of the time to do what was necessary to get it to get it done and I got you know from 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 the productivity side of just the planning side and all of that, I really had to sit down and think about it. And I, I generally do that. Um, I don't have an app for that, you'd be glad to know, but I do have three giant whiteboards in the office. And I, yes. just, I just work on that because, and it's, it's interesting because that was when I became more productive, when I really had that focus of why is it that I'm wanting to do this? And mm -hmm. I think that there, there are three amazingly powerful questions that you need to ask yourself. Well, that vision then becomes a plan or a goal. Yeah. Then we put it into a process. Yeah. And then we put it into time use. And that really is mm. what the 12-week year that, that I've talked about a, a little bit, that is the process of the 12-week year from a yeah. vision to a plan to a process to putting it into how do I make it happen. Mm. At some point, as you were talking about your podcast coming to life, hmm. you had to give it tasks, you yes. know, you had to, yeah. you had to put some things into action, yeah. but until you connected to the bigger why, yeah. um, it, it didn't happen. And no, so, so you just gave a great, great testimony to that. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. And, and I think is, is you could look at that in so many different things. I mean, so many, so many of my clients I know come up and they talk about the distractions. And mm -hmm. it's when you really stop and think and go, yeah, but what is it all for? And mm -hmm. they lose. They, they they when you when you realize that they're off track, it's quite often it's because they've lost sight of what it was that they ultimately wanted to achieve. And then it's well, let's just clear the noise out and get focused well, on what it is. Yes, and many of us um, 
started entrepreneur business because we were good at something from a technician standpoint. Yeah. You know, uh, I think in the e-myth, Michael Gerber talks about the guy who's a really good plumber. Yes. But he doesn't have any idea how to manage his business. No. And so we wear so many hats uh, when we come in in the beginning of our entrepreneur entrepreneurial business before we're able to kind of hire some things out and, and get some things done other ways that we can burn out so quickly if we don't know that bigger why. And I know that was my story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about helping people find that bigger why discover that, make sure they have it. You know, I love your whiteboard. I have one as well in my office, Mm -hmm. wherever it is that they can kind of have that in front of them, uh, you know, Michael Hyatt has a great book, uh, living forward that yeah. I highly recommend for people. Mm. And it is all about that connecting to that bigger why. Um, and it's a great, great tool to use to do that. And I use that a lot with clients as well to take them through that process of connecting to that, knowing their work style. And then even on bad days, We all have them, but we don't lose our passion. (laughs) We're able to get up the next day and go, you know, I still want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. And I suppose it's by creating those skills and habits. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like everything. It's the bad days where you've got to work harder at them. And it's getting, it's getting that skill set and those habits strengthened. So when those challenging times do come, there's a, there's an, to some extent, there's a there's a stronger habit and a stronger automatic pathway down that route, isn't it? Yes, because when we put into something, uh, put a plan into place um, that's an execution system or an operating system that kind of works behind the scenes. Mm. And so, for example, in time use, we already know that to get this done, I need to do these three tasks this week. So I've already plugged those into my calendar. So even when that day comes and we're not feeling great, we know that we still need to do that. We still need to perform that task. What I do love though, about time blocking, which is just a use of blocking things in, in, in two to three hour blocks Mm. is if it is a really bad day, maybe you can switch out something on, Thursday, for example, and slide it over to Wednesday, that's not so creative. Mm. And you can slide that over to, you know, Wednesday and creative. I love to use Google Calendar in that way. And you can kind of move your week around a little bit and still accomplish things and get all three of the big main tasks that you want to get done that week done. But you might be able to move them around because you've got it already blocked out in time. Yeah. I mean, that's funny enough. You talk about the calendars. I mean, I use Google calendars, but the the one downside I find with Google calendars is it doesn't allow you to color code like Outlook does. Because I know that's that's true. That's what I used to love doing. I used to be able to look at a calendar from afar and go, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing now because the colors would represent what I was doing. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Google, if you're listening, um, it it would be nice to have that facility because I think sometimes the color coding allows you to to picture it better, depending, I suppose, if you're a visual or you're um, depending on sort of that that strongest. And what's the word I'm looking for? Whether you're well, visual. it goes back to your work style, yeah. you know, kind of how, what, how, what kind of learner you are. Yes. Some are, you know, kinesthetic, they need to touch and, you know, some are visual and that type of thing. But mm. that is a part of work style. So for some people, 
a, comp- a calendar that's on your computer drives them nuts. You know, mm. they need to have their little day planner and write everything down and use their highlighters and their markers. And, and that's a work style thing. Yeah. And I always talk about a friend that I work with, I'll come and I'll open up my laptop for a meeting and I'll be typing and she has a ye- yellow legal notepad you know oh, wow. it's just they still do them in- <laughs> yes they do uh, they still sell those here in the state <laughs> so that's the difference in how we work though yeah and she can flip back through and look at her notes and know yeah. just as much information and recall it just as well as i can but there's something for her about writing it that puts yeah. in her in her brain differently than for me it's typing it out so I think it's us learning not to be critical to of that. We all have those differences and there's no right or wrong way to come up with our system. No, there's your way. And that's really, as long as it's, as long as it's effective, that's really all that matters, isn't it? This episode is sponsored by presentation genius. You might remember Simon from Presentation Genius from way back in episode five. It's one of the highest downloaded episodes of the show, probably because of the sheer amount of content Simon gave away. Well, now he's giving away more at his only public training course in the UK this year. It's on September the 15th, and there's all the information you need at presentationgenius.info forward stroke Durham. What's more, Success IQ listeners can get 13% off whatever ticket you buy by using the coupon SUCCESS13IQ. Presentations are such a key part of your business success. I've seen Simon work. I can absolutely recommend his stuff. And what I would say is learn from the best and become a presentation genius yourself. Okay, so welcome back. We're at the second part of the show. This is an opportunity that I get to ask all our guests uh, the same set of questions so we can find common threads. So are you ready, Teresa? I am ready, Jeff. Okay, so the first question is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Well, I spend about five to eight hours a week through podcasts, video trainings, books, okay. webinars, that kind of thing. Okay. So, with the video training, do you do you have a specific platform that you use, or is it? No, it, it's just, just if I'm wanting to learn something new, you know, I might have signed up for a course or done something like that through all the different things okay. or you know i may just be listening to somebody or watching them on a a video webinar or something okay. like that have you ever, ever seen creative live yes i have yeah i think that's a that's a, a really useful resource for um yes it is for some things and, and and a very unique way of well probably not so unique now but it was at its um when it first started <laughs> out okay so question number two is what is your favorite personal development book and why well, I already mentioned one of them, and that is Michael Hyatt's book that came out a couple of years ago, Living Forward, just yep. because it connects so much to that bigger why. And then uh, the book that I also work with as a trainer, which is The 12-Week Year, which is by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. And it's just that, how do I take those bigger whys and put them into a system that I can use uh, for productivity? So yeah. those two books for me have been huge in the last couple of years. Brilliant. Excellent. Okay. I can't wait to ask you this question. What's your favorite <laughs> app? 
Well, this is going to sound a little old school, but okay. it is one called Nosby or Nosby, yeah. uh, depending on where you're from. Yeah. And it is a task management uh, project, task management app. Yeah. I've tried lots of other ones. I keep trying new ones all the time because it is the space I work in. Yeah. But I always go back to uh, Nosby. I call it Nosby. Some people call so it Nosby. I. So do I, yeah. I, it's, like, because, it's like one of those names. It's like, what the hell? I mean, yeah, who knows? Good God. I think, I think he pronounces it Nosby. Okay. I have been with them since I think the beginning of time. But um, okay. I, I just love the way it's set up works with my work style. Yeah. Again, I work with my clients to find the one that works for them, but that's one of my favorite. It's kind of like my brain. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I, I used to use it. Then I went to, what, what did I use? And then I went to Asana. And I that's say, a, Asana is probably the second. Yeah. You know. and, and that's another one that you're not quite sure how you pronounce that one. Um, <laughs> and the one I'm using at the minute, which I'm actually really loving is Meister Task. Um, ah. Yeah. Meister Task really really good and most of the features are free which makes it awesome. even better i know one of my challenges with task management is is i have a crm and they always have a task management thing in it mm -hmm. but it's like mm -hmm. they're just not good enough right but then it's right. like but it's 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 the battle you have at least this is an internal battle i have is, is should i be using the task manager that can link to all of the conversations that i'm having with the people within the uh software itself do I just go and create them all again on another task management? And I guess it's 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 that battle I have with with myself is going well. What which one's right? So it's well, and it depends on how much. Again, this is a great question, Jeff, because it depends on how much you want to integrate mm. your personal life with your business life. True. And everybody's different about mm. that. You know, um, Nasby for me, my task management software has everything in it. Mm. Uh, you know, it links to this is how crazy I am. And my husband and I actually have a project in it that has our grocery list. And so if we run out of something, you know, either one of us can put the list in there and, you know, whoever shows up at the store can buy the groceries. And so it depends on how much you want to integrate your worlds together. Yeah. And everyone's a little different about that. Some people really want that separateness and some people want it all together. I also use Evernote combined with, you know, Nasby yeah. as well. So yeah. those two together for me pretty much are my world. I like my life integrated though. Yeah. And just wait till the app arrives on your fridge to do your shopping list. <laughs> yes. I'm sure I there's a wait. fridge that already does that. Actually, but, I think there is. Yeah, right. that, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Judging by the weight of the left shelf, you're out of milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So question number four is what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Oh, it taught me so much. Um, years ago when I had a retail business, I was a young 31 year old who went into a retail clothing business and I learned that, uh, I couldn't do it all myself. I really, even though I was the owner, I needed a team of people around me more than anything to hold me accountable to some of the decisions that I was making. Uh, needless to say that business didn't do well after several years because, I just made all the decisions without a whole lot of asking of others. Okay. Okay. And um, the, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So the next one, sorry, I'm slightly excited. The fact there's a 
bird has just smacked into the window. Um, okay, we'll keep that. We'll keep that in the the podcast so it doesn't look too weird. Okay, so number five, number six, no, number five. You see, bird flies into the window. Confuses me. What are the yeah, challenges? Like squirrel. I know. Yeah. What are the challenges in balancing work and life, and how do you manage them? Well, I talked about this just a little bit earlier, Jeff. Mm. It's that calendar management thing. Um, That's my biggest challenge. My husband and I live on a family grain farm, three-generation family grain farm. So we have a lot going on. Mm. And so many times I have to, you know, it rained today. It didn't rain today. Mm. We're real affected by the weather. So I have to do a lot of that switching out of days. Well, today I need to do this. So tomorrow I'll have to do that. And so that's always my biggest challenge. I've learned to control that by blocking those times so that I'm just moving those big blocks around. Um, if I need to be out of the office in the morning or the afternoon, but that's always my biggest challenge. Right. Okay. Okay. So I, just out of curiosity is when when we're talking about this is if someone so let's let's say for example you're trying um let's say nosby nosby Kubi, that that app out um <laughs> when you are trying these apps out how long do you personally like to test them before you go actually they're no good for me or i need to keep on working at it Wow, that's a great question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. That's a great question. I really try to give something um, probably at least 60 days. Okay. Um, because it's going to take you – and it's too bad because most of them give you a 30-day free trial. I know. I think that's, uh, I think that's deliberate. And then to me, you're just kind of – figuring it out. And I would say that for just about anything, you know, the Mm. saying is 28 days for a new habit, but I think 28 days is getting the habit in place. And then it's another 28 days to really see if that particular habit works for you, um, and fits your, you know, your lifestyle, the way your brain works and all of that. So great question. Okay. So, um, number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Um, I really would. And of course I am a coach. So this sounds like, you know, I'm saying this because this is what I do, but I really believe that it's super important for an entrepreneur, uh, of any sort to have a business coach. Um, because of that, you went from maybe a workspace where you had a team of people and now you're one person mm-hmm. and you need someone to bounce ideas off of, to be an accountability with, to help you with your planning week in and week out. And whether it's a coach that you meet with weekly, twice a week, monthly, it may seem like a luxury and like, mm. I can't afford that right now, but I really believe you can't afford not to have one. No, I, I call. Um, I mean, I, obviously, I'm a coach as well, and is I'm completely with it. I think I think having a coach um, is one of the force multipliers of success because I think when you've got someone who is many different reasons, not only from the support but non-judgmental, they're a, they're an mm-hmm. impartial and by you know, um, and uh, they're an impartial person to speak to about what you're thinking. Because quite often there's concerns that they don't want to bring to their partners and they don't want to, mm-hmm. to worry them and that. I think having that accountability and all of those things is, can just dramatically change your mm-hmm. um, your results, not only in your self-development, but also in your business and, and, and success in your life as well. 
I agree. And I think the second part of that, and I've just recently done, done this myself is uh, a mastermind, Yes, you know, three or four people that you can get together with. And I've just been doing that since the first of the year. And I am blown away between a coach and a mastermind, what value I get and what energy it brings. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And I've just, um, the yesterday, I just, we just did an interview with my mastermind. We've got, I've got, I've got a couple actually, but we've got one, which is very sort of small, but it's, it's amazingly powerful. Mm -hmm. At least I've, I've found the benefit of it. And it's, um, it is an amazing, um, it's an amazing strategy. And I, I, you know, I, hopefully more people will take it on board, but I think there's mm-hmm. a lot, there's a, people are kind of like frightened about, you know, what it entails and all of that stuff. But for me, it's just give it a go because it's amazing what the results, especially if it's a good one. I mean, it's got to be a good one or don't, you know, if you don't like it, get out and go and do another one. Um and I think that's the that's the key. So is that your first mastermind that you've done this or is it? It is. Oh, it wow, is the cool. first mastermind I've been in. Um, I've done similar things, you yeah. know, with mentors and things, but not a true mastermind. And, and I love it. And we're not all from the same business space. Yeah, and probably. so we come in with some really fresh ideas. So, mm. you know, and I, I'm sure you have some podcasts. It sounds like you just recorded one about that process. And I'm getting ready to do some more writing and research and content about masterminds because I'm just so uh, blown away by, yeah, what it brings alongside of having your own coach you know, what those two things together yeah. can bring. So for an entrepreneur, I think they're just like an essential. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's totally good. And is it virtual or is it, is it, do you actually see people face to face? No, mine is virtual Brilliant. and from okay. uh, all over the world, actually. That makes so. it even better. It does. Yeah, because sometimes the cultures can make you think differently as well. Absolutely. Cool. So I love it. Excellent. Okay. So question number seven is, um, what is your definition of success? Success for me, I think, is defined by uh, the tasks and projects that I'm working on. Are they connected to that bigger why? Okay. Am I doing what matters? Okay. If I'm not, then I'm really not being su- successful. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it comes down to is the productivity I'm producing connected to my bigger matters. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Excellent. Okay, question number eight is a life lesson question. So you get to pick a number between one and 50, and we see what lesson comes up, and then we will have a discussion. It is okay for you to disagree with it, because obviously you may have learned something differently. So, Teresa, <laughs> pick a number between one and 50. I am so excited about this. I'm going to go with number 13. Number 13 is ah, experience versus bling. So um, basically what this is um, during, I suppose, part of my part of my recovery and, and everything else is to understand that there is, especially the beginning of our, of our lives, in as our adult lives, where many people pursue the bling, the fast cars, you know, the nice cars, the big house, and everything else. But actually, what I found is, is it's the experiences that can make you wealthier, and it's it's going after those experiences. And I know from a psychological point of view, is is experiences deliver more of a positive impact than the bling. It's a, it's a the the bling stuff is sort of a a, a quick win rather than an exp, a long term uh, enjoyment factor. 
because we can take our experiences with us all the time. Your bling will eventually get old and be be useless. And I was just wondering what you thought. I totally agree with uh, the experiences. And I think, you know, as I connect to even my story, that's exactly what I had to come to learn was it wasn't about the bling. Mm. But I will say this in addition, Mm -hmm. um, I think there is something about the fact that we have to go through those bling experiences. Yeah to learn to appreciate yep. <laughs> the other experiences. And in some ways that kind of, yeah. you know, it's almost a div- makes it's, it hard. A, yeah. I but know. we can't just jump from, no. you know, yeah. through our 20s into our 40s and 50s yeah. or whatever. You, you we just, have to go through that to can. experience it. You can just say, I mean, as I have those conversations with my son who's just turned 18, you can see him rolling his oh. eyes. It's like, yes. yeah, dad, okay. So I cut, so you don't, I shouldn't go and do this. I went, well, no, you shouldn't, but I know you're going to anyway, because at the end of the day, that's a lesson you have to learn. But it's, exactly. it, you know, and I've just been watching um, a Wayne Dyer movie called The Shift. Uh, it's one of my favorite films. And he talks about the sort of the morning and the afternoon of our life and how we, through our experiences, mm-hmm. we learn to appreciate the more, the more important things that is it's got very rarely has it got anything to do with the stuff that we really wanted at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I have a phrase that I use called the second half of life. And Mm. it is, there are those seasons that we have to go through and kind of work, 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 hit the wall, back up a little bit, bounce off, go, Oh, that wasn't it. And then Mm. we move on and we hit another wall and we go, that wasn't it either. But if we don't bump our heads several times we really don't know you know what our life's meaning is about and what matters to us and so this whole process it can come earlier i think for some than others depending on you know what life gives us definitely but there is a process to it and uh we we have to go through the bling phase Mm. to get to the loving the experience and i think and i think no matter how old that is when we experience that is for that person, it's probably still too long. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels a, like it. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Some of that, that experience can teach you the lessons that, that the bad and the good or the, or the, um, the losses, losses and the wins can teach you is priceless for mm-hmm. you to, for what that, for what those lessons can give you. It's that we have to experience a few failures to understand what success is and whether that's the bling and the experience or whatever language you want to put with it. I mean, it is that success and failure part and it comes in relationships. It comes in monetary form. You know, it comes in lots of things and big losses and small ones. Uh, But yeah, it's a beautiful thing when we can just learn to flow with it. Yeah. When, we, when we've experienced it and we look back, that was a beautiful thing. When we're going through it, it's like, damn it. <laughs> no, <But yeah>. it's <laughs> not. <laughs> Brilliant. But Teresa, can you, um, the floor is now yours. Could you take a time to take a moment just for you to share how people could find out a little bit more about you and how they can sort of connect up? I would love to, Jeff. I have loved this opportunity. It's been a great conversation today. And if people would like to continue and connect with me more, they can go to TeresaMcCloy.com. And I'll spell it out because it is a little different. T-E-R-E-S-A. 
M-C-C-L-O-Y. So TeresaMcCloy.com. And then if they'll put the forward slash success IQ behind that, and I'm sure you'll put a link in the show notes, but I have some free things for them, a couple of uh, uh, links and some different ways that they can engage with some of the things that I do and um, ways that they can connect up in this idea of how do I stop being so productive and really do what matters. Yeah, brilliant. And, and there's a couple of friends of mine that I um, that I have every intention of sharing this uh, <laughs> this link with. Um, and you know who you are, who is listening. Um so, uh, no, brilliant. Thanks very much. All of this information will go in the show notes. So you will um, you will have all of that opportunity to read and everything. We're going to also include the, the links to the, the books that we've talked about and those sort of things as well. And I just take this final moment just to say, Teresa, it's been an absolute privilege having you on the show, and I wish you the greatest success. Thank you, Jeff. It has been a joy of my day. Thank you very much. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.